The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up? Welcome to Defense Matters, where we are talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you want to find me on Twitter. And it's midway through the season, so today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this or seeing this, we're going to do something different than the IDP rankings. We are going to have some special guests with some special friends from a special league. Guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves to the folks. All right, uh, so... My name is Marvin Elquin. You guys can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Marvin E. Um, otherwise, um, you guys can find all my stuff on Dynasty Nerds and at the Fantasy Footballers. And I'm Jake Trowbridge, at Jake Trowbridge, appropriately, on Twitter. Uh, I'm the co-host of Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football, which you can find on Twitter at Drinking Fantasy. At Drinking Fantasy. Wow. That's got to be a hot commodity in the Twitter world. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when I got, you know, like somebody bought Google accidentally before Google launched, <laughs> you know, just because it was a goofy name. I feel like I'm sitting on a gold mine. You are. Just wait. Just keep waiting. Equity is just building and building and building. <laughs> That's right. Love it. Well, guys, uh, we are going to talk tonight about our IDP invitation, IDP Army Invitational League. I set it up this summer. If you guys follow me on Twitter and all that, you kind of probably know about it. But basically, the, the goal of this league was just to set up and get some people that do not play or have not experienced IDP into that side of fantasy um, in a fun, you know, environment where they could compete with each other with, you know, and, and uh, learn about it and see if they enjoyed it. And if they did, hopefully we can get some new converts. You know, this starts coming up in casual conversations and then more people play IDP and then this will all be worthwhile someday. So that's kind of the goal. And we got some things we're going to talk about tonight. But um, Marv was on with me a month or two ago, right, right before the season started. And we yeah. talked about how the draft went and kind of like everybody's rosters and all that. But how have you found the league so far? Just uh, we'll start with Marv, then we'll go to Jake. Like, what are your general thoughts? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good so far. I love the the challenge of you know just having nine additional player slots to fill every week. Uh, it's definitely a challenge to to find the depth and kind of find the balance between rostering enough offensive players and defensive players, especially now with bye weeks and concerns with COVID and all of that. So it's it's uh, it's been a good challenge. It's fun to just have this added element to football where you you know you watch. Like you watch any game, you're not just paying attention to the running backs with the wide receivers. You're paying attention to the guys tackling them, the guys sacking uh, the quarterback. Um, so it's been good. Uh, definitely enjoyed it so far and uh, looking forward to the next however many weeks we have left, hopefully into the playoffs. If I make it there, we'll see. I know it's kind of competitive. I know, yeah. Jake, me and you are all kind of looking like we got a shot. How do you like it, Jake? You beat me last week. You were all like, oh, I'm not going to win. I was like, don't give me that crap. <laughs> Look, I didn't want to bring it up uh, here tonight, but I'm glad that you did. Uh, hey, no, I, dude, I started so terribly in that league. I started with three straight losses, and every one of them looked just awful. And I was like, <laughs> I, I just don't understand IDP. Like, this is not going to be a thing that I'm, I'm capable of. Uh, and eventually, you know, luck just kind of won out on my side. But it's been really fun, like truly fun. It's certainly more complicated, and it – you know, mostly just because you have so many extra slots, like Marvin was saying, that you have to worry about week in and week out. And it made the waivers a lot more fun for me. It just did. You're tracking so much more. It's a lot more opportunity to get involved in the waivers, I felt like. And yeah, uh, yeah man, it's just nice to watch a game and you're paying attention to jersey numbers on the defensive side. Like, I've never, ever done that before in my life. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I was like, wait, is that? Is that- Oh, that is Buddha. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. get really excited to to see those guys pop off. Uh, you did have Buddha last week, didn't you? You completely slaughtered me. That was unreal. That was he had a good week. Yeah. Dude, he finished back-to-back number one overall uh, defensive back this last week and two weeks ago. So I uh, got a, a show that I do for Dynasty Nerds, and <clears throat> when I go over my next rankings update on the consensus for Dynasty, Buddha's going to number one over Jamal Adams, which is a big deal mm-hmm. for me because I've been a Jamal Adams stan like, so hard, but – Buddha's just, I mean, he's leveled up this year. He's, you know, I know you guys like this is your first year, but he was good last year. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's a total savage this year. I mean, he told I mean he got paid and he's he's playing big. So well, okay, here's a fun question. And I just looked, uh, Jake, you have two guys in right now. You have to hear Whitehead and Keanu Neal in this game. He had a big uh, game last week. Who's your favorite uh, IDP player on your team currently? I guess we'll go ahead and go with Mar first and then switch over to Jake. Yeah, so you know, I debated a couple guys here. I thought, you know, Jalen Smith, my first IDP pick, gotta love him, one of the most productive guys on my team. But I might actually go with Zach Cunningham, the linebacker mm. for the Houston Texans. Uh, and it. part of that is just the mixture of value and production for for him. You know, he's he's third in solo tackles at 44, fifth in assisted tackles, two sacks. Um, looks like he's uh, linebacker seven right now in our scoring format. So he's he's been really productive and. I got him as my fifth IDP pick, so I just love the value from that plus the production. He's actually outproduced currently Jalen Smith from a fancy points per game perspective. So I uh, love that, and uh, he's kind of been a rock on my fancy team and in my lineup for um, ever since the, the league started. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, he's a massively underrated kind of player. He's not a he's not like a cool shiny name, but he's a he's a go getter. He led the uh, AFC in tackles last season, I believe. So he's a hitter. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jake? I'm sure you're going to say Buda Baker. 
Well, I'm going to purposely not say Buddha because I feel like that's <laughs> uh, almost cheating at this point. I don't want to. I don't want to harp on Buddha, but I mean, yeah, Buddha for sure. Um, but very close behind him, honestly, for me is Bobby Wagner. I love having him linebacker for the Seahawks, and the dude is just my kind of consistency. Like that's what I always strive for in in all of my leagues is finding a, a consistent plug and play guy who's never going to goose you, who's never going to steer you wrong. And he doesn't flash, you know, but he's mm-hmm. gotten me, I think, at least 15, 16 points every single week. And that's like, that's an amazing floor to just have and be like, I, I'm set in this position and I'm done. I'm done until he's on by or gets injured, basically. Yeah, that is an awesome feeling. He's kind of like uh, the guy on the offensive side. I always look at that like is Kelsey. It's like all the leagues I have mm-hmm. Kelsey in, I just like forget I have Kelsey mm-hmm. because I don't ever even look at him. It's like, it's fine. Everything there is fine. Like, let's just yep. keep going. So I, lo- I love that pick. I love both those picks. And Buddha, I mean, we can talk about Buddha all day long. I mean, like I said, he's moving up my rankings big time. He was came into the season. I think I had him at two coming into the year. He was already good, but man, he's really leveled up. I'm kind of I'm mad that you have him in that league. We might have to talk. (laughs) I remember during the draft, you know, of course, I'm such a noob to this. I was like, oh, he, yeah, I mean, he looks reasonable to take here. And I I believe it was you that commented right away. I was like, ah, shit, that was going to be my next pickup. Yeah, because you picked like Uh, right after me. I'm pretty sure I looked at him and I was like, he won't take him. And then you, because we had like that short turn, me and Mm -hmm. you coming back. And it's the, I, it's the only time I think I sniped anybody in that draft. And it was purely based Mm -hmm. off of luck. Great. (laughs) Great snipe. I want to see you get you. I want to see that luck just keep rolling for you. <laughs> All right, what we got here? Next question we have uh, was playing has I playing IDP changed the way you guys watch uh, football? You know, Marv kind of alluded to it, but like I know for me before and even now, I mean, it's always offensive focus. Even I don't know if you guys noticed on Sunday night or was it Sunday or Monday night when they came into the game and they talked about Chicago's defense. And I forgot who was even talking. Was it um, was it Troy or whatever? But he even said like, "Oh, we're going to talk about the defense first. And I was like, "Why does that have to be like a taboo thing to like talk about this half of the team? Like those guys are really important." He was like, "Well, we're going to talk about the defense first, almost like it was a bad thing, you know, because the Rams' offense has been, eh, you know, not exactly you know monstrous like it was two seasons ago, and the Bears are the Bears. So you know, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, those are kind of your your big talks. You know, those are kind of the faces of those teams right now." And I was just like, I, I feel like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you not want to, why do you want to make it like a bad thing? So it's, it definitely changed the way I watch football. Like it makes it more normal for me to watch the game of football, like the whole thing. Like I'm watching both sides of the ball. Like I see who's in the backfield and immediately my eyes look the other way. Like I'm okay. Like who's lined up where? And then I'm looking the other way to see, okay, if this ball goes here, what does that mean for me? And who should I be watching? But has it changed the way you played in a Marv earlier? You alluded to it, but mm-hmm. if so, like specifically, like kind of how has it made you engage in the game more? Yeah, definitely just, yeah, you, you mentioned, I'm definitely more engaged in, in uh, watching some of these games because it, it almost feels like I have a player in every single team, you know, on offense, you know, I might not have someone on the jets, probably not on, on any of my fantasy teams, but I might have their linebacker, right. Or I might have mm-hmm. their safety. And, and then in that case, I have a skin in that game. Like it actually matters to me what happens in that game. And if they're scoring and, and they're, they're moving down the field, you know, and, and we're racking up tackles and that actually helps me. And, uh, you know, from a fancy perspective, it's kind of nice to have just, you know, if I, you know, in our league, I have Joe Mixon, who's kind of been disappointing in, in some weeks, but, <laughs> but the good thing is you have defensive players who could blow up as well. And you have more players who can offset some of the, uh, the the disappointments on offense on your wide receivers or your, or your running backs. So it's just kind of nice to have just 
I guess it's a more holistic view of, of football and just having more guys on more teams that that just you know you're just invested from you know from Thursday all the way to Monday night in some cases and it's just kind of fun to to uh, watch football and, and enjoy it in that way. Nice, nice. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Has it made you engage or watch football differently having you know IDP players in the game? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it doubles your involvement naturally. I mean, it just does because you don't like your eyes don't take snaps off anymore, which mm-hmm. would be the case for me a lot of the time. Like even if it's a I don't know, even if it's a gross game to watch, <laughs> you know, and you, you'd have to hope that, all right, I have one of the good uh, wide receivers in this game or whatever. It's just like even bad games just get so much merit for me now because they're like marvin said like there's always somebody there to kind of root for and the other thing is yeah i've played in leagues that have general defense and that's kind of being phased out a little bit especially as you kind of go up into some of these more um elite uh level teams and leagues but like i've never been so excited to watch a swatted ball in my life you know like those things matter now it's not just Mm -hmm. sacks it's not just interceptions those are so great and i i love to see them don't get me wrong but there's so much more that i'm paying attention to now and yeah it's like those little mini fist pumps that i get to do because somebody just swatted a ball away and i never would have done that before yeah, I agree. Agree. It makes you think about things too. Like you see, like tackles for loss, and you're like, you know, that has like a really a big play because <clears throat> they move the line of scrimmage backwards. Like, how mm-hmm. do you do that? You get a sack or a tackle for loss. Like, there's only a handful of guys that can move the offense in reverse. Like, you know, and it makes you think about the game of football. Like, okay, now the down and distance is you know second and seventeen, and you start to see like, wow, like that play is going to influence this drive massively and it should be you know awarded and it should be recognized. And in fantasy football, you know, I mean, it should be something that we should root for and engage and you know give you know give players props for so yeah i agree with you guys like i said it changed the way i start watching football definitely so i'm glad you guys have had a similar experience um who is your guys's favorite defensive player before idp you know i mean it probably might be the same guy but like who do you guys just like love on defense like right now to watch go mar first just uh just in general on my team or just in, in all Any. football, just like right now, like who do you like to watch play defensively? Like even if they're not on your team, like who do you like engage with before even IDP? Yeah. Like who did you engage with on the screen defensively? Gosh, that's a good question. So I love watching Aaron Donald play. Um, you know, if I had to choose one from from my team, so I'm a Packers fan. I love Zadarius Smith, just super energetic guy that, that just brings a lot of uh, energy um, on the field and just joy to watch. But outside of that, it, it's got to be Aaron Donald. Just I love watching him play. Sometimes he just makes it look so easy. He's just pushing guys around, but he's just so dominant. He's just that good. And it's it's awesome to to see someone like him, someone as dominant and as generational to see him play and, and be um be watching when he when he's um when he's active and, and playing. And it's just he's he's that good. So, you know, you kind of just are not at, at at those players, some of those generational guys to see them play. So he's definitely one of my favorites. I have to second that so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, there's like a smoothness to that guy. That's always been really fun to watch. It's effort. Like it's so effortless. Yeah. Obviously it's not because he is putting forth hundred percent effort at every play, but it just feels that way. Like you watch some of these running backs that do that and they just make it look so easy. And he has that same kind of deal on the defensive side. And so it's a natural like attraction to somebody who's that fluid mm-hmm. and that disruptive it's amazing. I do have to also go with the Homer pick. Marvin, I didn't realize that you were a Packers guy, or I forgot. I should have noticed because you have a Devante jersey hanging back. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, 
So as the Homer guy, of course, before I get into IDP, I'm watching Packers games more often than not. So the guy that I've been most excited about lately is Jair Alexander. Mm. He's just the, I'm excited for him as a potential shutdown cornerback, um, not just selfishly for the Packers, but just because it's, again, it's great to see somebody assert themselves with that kind of dominance. And he's not a super tall guy or anything, um, but just he does everything well. And uh, it's it's cool to see him shut down some of these really top wide receivers. Yeah, the Packers have uh, in the past traditionally been a little bit uh, struggled in that department. So, but yeah, that is good. I always love, you know, when teams, it's funny, I, you know, when teams bring in a guy or get a guy that does that, it's funny, the Rams two years ago where they have Marcus Peters and they got rid of him and they brought in Jalen Ramsey. And now this other guy that the Rams have, apparently this guy they drafted is like super good too, which I'm just like, man, some people just like an abundance of riches, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen, we didn't even tell I me mean, Jalen Ramsey's on the same team as Aaron Donald. Like, hold yeah. up. What? Like that should, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Rams should be better. Uh, what's the deal with the Rams? Like what's going on here? Pick a running back, hand him the ball. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Get Henderson some more run and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cooper cup. I, I don't know. I have only one share of Cooper cup. Um, just as an aside here and he hasn't done anything for me i and is that like a thing like what are we feeling about that i was personally nervous coming into the season i pivoted towards robert woods because again i'm a consistency guy and i just mm-hmm. want like that jarvis landry jameson crowder like those dudes who just like are locked in for targets mm-hmm. and i was a little nervous about cup with the tight end usage but it doesn't even feel like the tight ends are the problem Ooh. there it's just confusing it's just I don't know what's happening. Like I just don't understand. Like they win, but I'm like, who's scoring the points on this team? Like right. I guess Malcolm Brown is just quietly actually just scoring <laughs> everything. I don't know. Their kicker? I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like they all I don't know why. I have one one of my teams actually have both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and I was like, Oh, I feel good about this. One of them's gonna blow up, the other one's not gonna do anything. We'll be fine, it'll even itself out. But there are times when it just feels like there's not enough volume even between the two. Like they're just mm-hmm. But by the end of the game, they they bring in fancy points, but it's not anything that blows you away, right? It's not what you want. And we're halfway through the season, and it's like, give me at least, like, one game where I'm like, right. all right, like, there's the ceiling. But it's just like, I don't know. It's I'd have them on my bench right now. And I like I said, it's the only one league, and I just figure I'd ask you guys because I have you here, so – um, but it's, it's definitely a weird offense. Apparently the Curtis Samuel breakout game we've all been waiting for is happening right now. I don't know. This is insanity. It's bumming me out. It's bumming me out hard as somebody who was all about uh, the DJ Moore resurgence. Oh, I, was, right. I got really excited and I was like, oh, well, DJ Moore is still, still fine. He's good. He's good. I'm happy. I mean, I have Curtis Samuel all over the place. I'm glad he's finally doing something. Jeez Louise. <laughs> He kind of reminds me of Debo Samuel in a, in a certain type of way. If you look at their their the way they play and their yeah. box scores from last year, they were very similar. Um, but we won't get into that right now. All <laughs> right, so um, let me see. Next thing I was going to ask you guys: Did you have you had like a favorite play yet this season, like defensively, like a, like a moment that really stuck out to you? I'll I'll go ahead and just speak to mine first. Uh, Montez Sweat. I don't know if you guys have either of you roster him in that league or not. I think I have him in that league. Um, but he had a really awesome play two or three weeks ago for the Redskins. He ran down Cam Akers. I don't know if you guys saw that. That one big Cam Akers play, I guess that was two weeks ago, where he ran down the sideline for about I don't know, 30 yards. Montez Sweat, like, ran him down. And I was like, oh, dang. Like, he had, like, a 5, 10-yard jump on him, too. It was kind of crazy to watch. In the same play, you can see Chase Young slowing down. So that really kind of hurt my – hit me right in the field. So it's like, dude. But he's kind of hurt right now, so I don't know. 
but that's been my favorite defensive play of the season so far. But do you got do you guys have one or just I figured I'd ask? I don't know if I have a, an actual necessarily play. Um, I was looking through some of the top performances over, over the last couple of weeks, and one of the guys that and he's kind of a young well, he just got drafted, Patrick Queen on on the Baltimore Ravens. Just kind of a he's a stud, right? And he's been racking up the the tackles, the, the sacks, and he's just all around. He's just everywhere, really. And um, I remember in um, was a week five against Cincinnati. He I think he was the the third highest score in our league in IDP one two three scoring, and he had was it six solo tackles, three assisted tackles. Um, you know he, he forced two fumbles. One of them went for a touchdown, and, and they shut down the Bengals, right? I think they only scored three points in that game. So it was yeah. just a great a performance back. from the defense in total, but then just coming from him being a rookie, um, man, that's uh, that's just crazy. And, yeah, awesome performance yeah. from him. Yeah, that was a monster game. I That kind of hurt me, too, because I was not a big Patrick Queen shill over the summer. I was kind of a fade, so egg on my face <laughs> <laughs> was it for you because i'm always curious now like uh, when i look at the draft and pre post draft guys for offense is the same deal for you so like he went to the ravens and was that why you were down on him or were you already down on him before that i was already down on him before that just because at lsu i my argument was this he wasn't overly productive at lsu and everybody had rose-colored glasses on for every LSU player mm-hmm. coming into the season. And I was like, this guy could literally suck, and we wouldn't even know because everybody coming out of LSU is amazing. I mean, that was the right. narrative. It didn't even matter. So I was like, he wasn't over near as productive in college as Kenneth Murray, who I was obsessed with, and mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons, who I was obsessed with. Isaiah Simmons, uh, jury's still out on him because he does have two guys in front of him that are getting paid. So mm-hmm. it is going to be harder for him or rookie to get on the field. That just makes sense. I don't call him a bust yet. Kenneth Murray is playing well. And if, if Patrick Queen wasn't literally playing lights out, like Kenneth Murray would be a bigger deal. But Patrick Queen, yeah, he, he's been a super stud. And I definitely missed on him. So I don't own him. I don't have him anywhere. It feels terrible. <laughs> so what about you, uh, Jake? Any any performances or any moments this season where you were like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. I hate to I hate to bring it up again because it's another Buda Baker thing. But like <laughs> and everybody's been talking about this play, too, for a different reason. But it's the mm-hmm. interception that he had this last week where he then eventually got chased down by DK Metcalf. And of course, everybody's focusing on the DK part of it, which they should, because it's I mean, that was insane. The fact mm-hmm. that he turned into a defender and just shotgun down the field to catch up with him was incredible. But if that was not DK Metcalf, Buddha was to the house on that play. Yeah. If that was anybody but DK Metcalf in the world. Right. I didn't think he was getting that <laughs> touchdown. Um, and it was so, I don't know, it was, it was great to see for me personally having him on our roster. But then, like, I don't know, to see DK, it's like, oh, man, that guy would have made a really good DB, like he would have been good. DK Metcalf would have been great on the defensive side. Oh, too. dude, he yeah, uh, he's a physical specimen. Yeah, that's a big play in IDP one, two, three. I think what okay, a pass deflections three. You got that interception six. Then he went back ninety yards, right? So that's another nine points. I mean, you went up over me, or I don't know if that was last <laughs> week or two weeks when I played you, but whoever you went up over, that was like an eighteen point play. Like that was like a Derrick Henry like touchdown esque kind of play, and he was only ten yards away from a touchdown. I mean, that would have been another Crazy. six seven points because of the yardage 
I was I played against, and of course, this is my luck. I played against Buddha in like three leagues. So I was just oh. like, like, as much as I love to see it, I hated it. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the worst emotional <laughs> swing. If you're on the other side of that, oh, yeah, brutal. Yeah. I had a, uh, my buddy hit me up. He's like, oh, he was like, I'll trade you Buddha. And I was like, well, let me think about it. And then Buddha goes off. I'm like, well, that conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting Buddha now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, okay. Waiver moves um, of note that you guys have made this season. Anybody you've picked up where you were like, you know, you draft somebody like this guy sucks and you picked up somebody and like, hell yeah, like this has been awesome. Anybody like that in that league so far, IDP wise? Uh, let's see. So I, I know I picked up Josh Jones a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the leaders in, is it in, in tackles or some general solo tackles, assisted tackles, he's racking up that and he's just been on the field a lot. And what's interesting is I, I remember when he was a Packer, he didn't really honestly do all too much there. Um, mm-hmm. but now he's with Jacksonville and he's getting, getting the opportunity and he's producing. And so he's not necessarily a guy that I, um, him starting all the time because I, I don't think he's one of the he, you know he's probably more of a flex uh safety db and uh but he's someone i can rely on especially this week i think i have you know five guys on by so trying to scramble to get a lineup in but so he, he you know um well he might actually be on by too but you know just in general just having that depth finding a guy who can consistently get me 10 to 15 points is um is is valuable yeah that's a great pick too because he's on nobody's radar coming into the season Mm-hmm. because uh ronnie harrison was there and then he got traded to the browns and there was kind of like we didn't really know what was going to be happening and then suddenly he's just is there and he's having good games so yeah that's a, that a great pick what about you jake you managed to snag any superstars off the waivers no superstars but the one that <laughs> i i really liked the pickup for um and partly just because it goes back to what we were saying where you're watching the game so much more intently Here's a guy that I was watching, and it's Josie Jewell, linebacker for the Broncos. And it was maybe week two or three, and he was just kind of – he certainly wasn't on my radar, not that that means anything. But I watched the game that he played, and I think it was the game against either Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay, and I don't recall which. But I was just like, oh, what's this dude doing? Like he just seemed to be everywhere, um, you know, making tackles or very close to the play. So I picked him up that week because I desperately needed uh, some flex help there. And then he went off for like 30 some points the next week against the Jets. Because, uh, of course, there you go. The Jets, nice. <laughs> that's the only good game that he's had. Everything else has been super mediocre. But it's it's so rewarding to like have that pickup because of something you saw. And it's like, yep. oh, that dude did it. Yeah. Um, now he's kind of back to I'm still holding on to him, I think, more for sentiment than anything else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, he's a, a waiver flex guy that, you know, put up 40 points like that's a big win any week. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that pick. That's a great uh, for example. He's a guy a lot of people talked about last year is maybe kind of being one of the starters for Denver. And then it was Todd Davis and he had a good season, but. He's a very, I always call them bread and butter linebackers, which are just like boring <laughs> linebackers that nobody knows about because they're just like, just a guy. They're like jag linebackers, like uh, Tahir Whitehead um, or <laughs> Josie Jewell, you know, like, but um, that's a great pickup. I picked him up after that week too in a couple of spots. Avery Williamson is another guy kind of like that, although Avery Williamson has got a little juice. He tore his ACL last year, but. Um, I picked up Alden Smith in that league. I picked him up, I think, after week two or three. He hasn't done a lot since week four, but that's kind of the nature of, you know, defensive linemen. They either get home and they get you a whole bunch of points in one or two plays or 
you just kind of hope that they get enough snaps to hit hit somebody once or twice. So what are you going to do? And the, I, feel, I feel bad for the Cowboys. I don't feel right saying that, but man, talk about hard up. Like they can't catch a break. They look so That's good brutal. Yeah, all around that whole situation is just mm-hmm. such a train wreck to watch. And like I thought that I and Marvin, maybe you can speak to this too. I thought I'd be kind of happy about it because Mike McCarthy going over there mm-hmm. as the head coach and sure. kind of watch him after like basically learning how to use an Excel spreadsheet and then bragging about it and getting a job <laughs> with the Cowboys. Like that's look, I'm Mr. Analytics now. And it's kind of re, it's kind of nice to see it happen, but I yeah. do just feel bad for everybody involved there, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's rough. I, you know, I, I hope he gets just a little more than just a year to to, to coach there. Um, it's hard, it's tough when you lose Dak. It kind of, I mean, what are you going to do? And you lose Andy Dalton now too. I mean, this is that's rough. Uh, that's the thing, though, is the fact that he lost Dak. It's probably going to keep him there longer than it should. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <sighs> what are you going to do? I'm not an NFL coach. <laughs> All right, um, let's see here. Do you guys feel like um, watching football has become like a more holistic experience? We kind of uh, talked about that a little bit earlier, but you know, do you feel like you like you you're more in tune with the ebbs and flows of a particular game or a particular team? Like, can you kind of say this team is bad? Like a plus matchup defensively, can you kind of spot those now? Like, say, okay, I kind of know a few guys on that team. There's some you know some good players. Do you feel like you have a just a better understanding of the game in general? Oh yeah, for for sure. I think it. Uh, you, you kind of get an idea of. Well, first of all, there are so many defensive players out there that I didn't even know their names of, and now I do, and it's which is awesome. And and you just can pay attention to that a little more. And um, you know, J- Jake alluded to this earlier that you're actually paying attention to the 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 names on on um, the back of the jerseys for those players, the defensive players. That I'm actually making sure that like, Hey, is that linebacker actually in there? Cause I want him to get that tackle. I want him to, to rush the, you know, the quarterback and get that uh, tackle for loss or, or you know, um, sack or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And so you, you intuitively just look at that side of the field more often because you have a player that can get you fantasy points. Whereas before, you know, it's like, Oh man, well, uh, Todd Gurley got tackled, but you don't, didn't really care who it was. Now you mm-hmm. do. And it, it just matters a tiny bit more and um, uh, it's kind of fun. And, you know, you, I just scroll through the games more often just to see and, and scroll even further down to find the defensive stats versus just going up to the, to the offensive uh, um, uh, stats. So yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love watching it. Like we're talking about from both sides. I don't feel like I've gotten better at like being able to predict matchups for the defensive side. So I think I'm still pretty, I'm like obviously super novice here, but yeah, I I just don't have that feel for it. Like I might um, for the offensive side of things, I think, especially, I don't know, I guess if we're talking DBs, it's a little bit easier because it's really just reverse engineering from looking at your wide receivers, really. Um, So, you know, that part still takes a lot, of work like I take a lot more time setting my defensive side of the lineup than I do the offensive side for sure for sure I I don't know that I've also found like the best actionable stats for some of these things you know like I obviously you can look at box score and you can look at what they did but I just don't know how to relate it all you know yeah it can be (laughs) tough and that's you know I wish I could say that I knew all the answers to a certain degree um, that's kind of, again, part of the reason this league came into formation is because IDP 
is played a lot by people, but the content creators on that side of the ball doing, you know, kind of what I do is there's less, there's less, there's a lot. It's not, you know, there's not as many people doing it. So you don't have as many eyes on it and there's not as many people studying it, um, Mm -hmm. which does make it, you know, it is kind of lagging behind uh, offense. There are some guys that have kind of found certain metrics that are indicative of certain things being successful. Most often people just use snap counts um, and snap percentages. Most people really, uh Oh, Calvin Ridley's limping. I'm going to start crying. Um, no, so, no, no. um, but, uh, you know, I'm, you guys might find something, you know I mean? The, that's the thing about IDP is it's kind of still like the wild west of fantasy football. Like everybody's just kind of shooting at the hip, trying to figure it out. Um, and I'm glad we got some more eyes on it. Some more guys like even, you know, Jake, I love that story. You're like, you know, I was like, this guy, Jesse Jewell, like, who's that all about? And then you pick him up and you play him. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about, like that feeling. Like, And you remember those feelings when, on offensive side, too. Like, my first year playing fantasy uh, ever, I picked up Tyler Eifert. That was the year he had, like, led the league in touchdowns. And I just, like, I did all my draft, and I'm sitting there. It's, like, Saturday morning. I'm reading an ESPN article. And it's like, hey, Tyler Eifert, not owned. He might be good. I'm like, oh, I picked him up. And I was just like – that feeling is kind of what you chase in fantasy, you know, like, aha, like I did it. Like I found something nobody else hit on. And when you get a deeper pool of players, you know, it just becomes that much more of a hunt, you know, it's like in putting those players all on the same roster and then beating everybody, you know, it's, it's definitely a fun experience. And I'm glad you guys, you know, took time out of, you know, I'm sure you guys are in a ton of leagues and you guys also have your own podcasts and your own shows and do a lot of writing and, you know, ranking and stuff and interact with the community. I'm, I'm really appreciative that you both, you know, took time to join this league and have taken it seriously and, you know, put some time and thought and effort into it. And it's been fun to, you know, just play against you. Like the last message I sent to our group chat, I was just looking was suck at Jake. So that, I guess that was, this, I guess that was this week that we played. It wasn't two weeks ago. So, uh, I love that. I love that. No, and that's the and that's what's been so cool about it for me personally is like, you know, I just didn't know what to expect. It's a whole new world. Uh, mm-hmm. And the draft itself was this whole, you know, whole <laughs> other Dude. can of worms Woo! for me. Like I just trying Dude. to keep my brain on top of what was happening there. And that's, you know, that's tough. But as the season progresses, too, it's just so cool to be able to turn to that league when I'm setting my lineups or looking at waivers or whatever it's just nice to be able to tune in a different part of your brain for once. Mm-hmm. Cause also mm-hmm. part of it is like, yeah, I'm in a whole bunch of leagues and you're doing pretty much the same thing in every leagues, mm-hmm. you know, unless maybe there's some other strange offensive quirk to it. It's mm-hmm. just nice to be able to turn the focus a little bit. Cause it's almost re-energizing. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love that. Love yeah. that. For sure. I think I spend more time on, on researching defensive players nowadays than I do offensive sometimes, especially with setting waivers. I think I've, used you know like the looking at different stats more than i do because i just don't know these guys as well and i think that's the fun of it is just kind of starting new and and just relearning fantasy football almost in Mm -hmm. a sense you're kind of starting from zero and i think that's the fun of it is just kind of learning and and getting better at it and you know if you've been playing offensive fantasy football for a while you know it might come naturally to you and you might not have that you know that um willingness or just the the urge to research every week you know for your waivers but for this league i have to and it's kind of one of those things where it's just kind of fun to figure out who scored the most points and who's averaging the most points or tackles or sacks you know whatever it might be deflected passes all that good stuff so yeah it's it's like you know it's put it's a puzzle you know and like it's like it's almost like cooking you know it's like your team and every league is different i only play in like two 
I think, or three I offense only leagues. And I'm in like almost 20 leagues. And it's like those leagues to me are so it's almost like playing in black and white. And it's like all my other leagues, all my IDP leagues are like playing in color. It's kind of like mm-hmm. playing in a one quarterback. And then you're like in the super flex and you're like, why the hell mm-hmm. would I ever play in a one quarterback league? It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and I, I, I'm glad you guys are kind of getting that enriched feeling of fantasy. And like you said, like you said, it's a puzzle. It's putting together a team of guys that you're like, okay, like my offense sucks this week. Like I'm starting Miko Hardman and Randall Cobb, but you're like, Oh wait, like I also have like miles Garrett chilling down here and I snagged Blake Martinez. And you're like, I can still float this team. Like I have a shot, you know, against the guy who has Julio and Tahir Whitehead or whatever. So I, I'm, I'm glad you guys have you know found that part of the game. Interesting. It definitely, you know, it's more variables, you know, that's the thing about fantasy. The more variables you get in there, the more strategies you can have, you know, the more, like you said, waiver claims. If I, you know, in your offensive leagues, it's Giovanni Bernard, it's Boston Scott, and we're all going to fight over it. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, like this guy has two Bills linebackers. Okay, like he's in trouble this week. Okay, who's he going to pick up? All right, like who got dropped last week? You know, it's just a whole nother like gear of fantasy. So I'm glad that you guys have both kind of found that and have enjoyed it too. And I, I knew you would. I mean, like I said, every time I tell somebody, I'm like, once you play in a well-formatted, I always say well-formatted because there are some IDP leagues that are garbage and not fun. I'm in one or two of those too. Uh, but I'm like, you know, when you do it right, you'll never, like, you just can't, like I said, it's like watching black and white to go to my offense only leagues and see like seven guys. I'm like, Oh, like you guys are here. Great. <laughs> so I'm curious, I, what does a bad IDP league look like? I a bad know. IDP league would be an IDP league with three to five starters or less. And it would be, you know, the scoring would be like one point per tackle, one point per tack, sack, one point per pass deflection, one or two points for a forced fumble, three points for interception. It just keeps like a high scoring IDP week would be like 10 points, like a high scoring week. So then it's like you can never like your ceiling for your offensive players is so much higher that it just makes your defensive players completely irrelevant. It's like if I play a super stud, He's going to get me 12. If I play literally a guy who sucks, he's going to get me six. What's the difference between six and 12? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, a, I call them IDP suppressed leagues. And then also the other thing too, is whenever you, um, you don't have enough starters, it really just kind of makes where everybody can just kind of start a bunch of studs and you know, there's no real engagement. It's just like, you kind of do what you do, but when you, Put, put, put more players in so you get like six seven eight it makes it more scarce so you know two linebackers from this team you know one of them's not on waivers and one on a team they're both going to be rostered somewhere because they're both going to be valuable because of the number you need to start so just a poorly formatted league would be one like i said like really low scoring you know very rudimentary scoring some like ours has a lot some literally only do tackles and sacks oh wow like yeah so like you can have games where guys get a point and I mean, you can get that in any other league, but that guy might have a tackle for a loss and an interception, and he might not even get a score. Like it's it's wild. Like, and there's I, there's a whole meta conversation being had. Well, I'm kind of I'm having it. I don't know if anybody else is about <laughs> IDP scoring in general and formatting. And part of the reason people don't play IDP is because there is no like true north in IDP. There is no set rules. There is no set format that people all speak on and engage on in the same way and on the same wavelength which is kind of like i said originally the the thought process behind this league is the more people like you guys you know content creators even if it just comes up in casual conversation and you're working from this frame of reference that's going to help idp tremendously because 
someone that listens to you guys or respects you guys is playing in an IDP league for sure. I mean, like there's, you know, there's more people doing it than you would think. And, you know, I'm sure they would be interested in your opinions and takes and the more voices that come in, you know, the more conversations that are had about different players, the more point of views. Maybe somebody says, hey, Buda Baker sucks. All right, well, let's let's hash it out. Like, let's figure it out. Maybe you're I mean, you know, you're wrong, but you know, that, <laughs> but other another voice in IDP, any new voice in IDP is a good thing, I think. So the more people that are engaging with it, the better. I actually so. had a conversation today about starting a dynasty league sometime this offseason. I was like, let's do an let's do an IDP dynasty league. Let's just do it. You know, instead of just doing a standard super flex league, I think. I think that's just, you know, I, I don't know if I would have thought of that five months ago before you invited mm-hmm. me to this league. Like now that's just in my head where it's something, it just adds another level of excitement, another element to the, to the game, which, you know, would be kind of fun. Another set of You'd players for dynasty. So I'm telling you, you'll never, like, like I said, I'm only, I'm in like 18 or 20 leagues. I don't know. 18, 19, 20, only two of them are offense only. And it's just like, I just, wow. like, I just, once I started my first IDP league, I was like, wow, like, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's black and white. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, last little bit here we had. We're going to talk, you know, some Dynasty stuff. And guys, uh, if you're still listening, appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to the show. Hit the bell. Leave a review. All that good stuff. Uh, my rankings, I'll have a little link in the YouTube comments and in the show description on the, uh, you know, podcasting platforms and all that so that's usually what i do on the show is rankings but you know since you guys are here screw it who needs them um so we're going to talk some dynasty trades we're each going to kind of talk walk through a recent dynasty trade we did thought process behind it you know maybe where you're at in that league and yeah so i'll just kind of kick it off because i did one the other day might have been kind of reactionary but i don't care um chase claypool looks legit and i want that and so one of the guys in my league, and it was after his 40-point game. I literally, as this game, I'm sitting here, and my TV's right here, and I'm watching this game. My whiteboard's right here. So I'm sitting here, and Claypool scores. It's like, he looks good. He looks good. He scored again. And I got my <laughs> pen, pen out, and I wrote a note. I said, trade for Claypool in week seven. I was like, you know, we'll let this all die down. Then he scored two more times. I was like, trade for Claypool now. Like, <laughs> go get Claypool right Love now. It. Like, I don't care. <laughs> so the guy in my, I'm in two dynasty leagues with him, and he has Claypool in both of them. Well, he doesn't want to give him up one. But the other one, we started talking. I gave him Daryl Henderson, and I gave him, um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking out. Was it Mike David? Mike Williams? Oh, my goodness. I need to double check that. I gave him Daryl Henderson and somebody else for Claypool. And I can't believe I can't remember it because I, I did another dynasty trade. That's why I'm thinking about Mike Williams. I sent Mike Williams and Kenyon Drake for DJ Moore last week. That was the other trade I was going to bring up. I, I almost feel bad about that one now because Kenyon Drake is broken. Um, sure. That's not my fault, but I'm really glad that he broke on someone else's team. He was going to be <laughs> broken stat-wise by about week 10, let's be honest. Anyways, he has, it was, the downward trend was happening. He has like the third or fourth most rushing yards in the league right mm-hmm. now I, I noticed or something i saw uh andy had tweeted or jason moore tweeted out from the football i noticed that the other day i was looking on sometimes just espn they just have a very basic uh thing you can look at and he was up there uh todd Gurley also way up there oh my gosh did curtis samuel just score again okay no he didn't Ooh, that's from earlier that would have been ridiculous <laughs> i would have rioted 
All right. Well, you guys tell me. Well, tell me one of the trades that you guys have done in Dynasty recently. I'm sorry, I, I forgot. I thought I'd remember this trade, and for whatever reason, I'm blanking right now. So, talk me through one of your recent Dynasty trades and why you did it. Uh, Marv, you can just go first. Sure. So this is one I did a couple days ago. Um, I am currently first in this league, so I'm trying to go for it. Um, and but I lost Dak, and it's a super flex league. So I'm I'm here scrambling at quarterback, need someone to, to get in. And I thought, well, why not get younger and see if I can get someone like Tua? So the the trade that that eventually happened was Tua, Swift, and Brandon Ayuk, and I traded away Dak Prescott, Miles Gaskin, CD Lamb, and Anthony McFarland. So it's it's multiple pieces, and it hurt me to get rid of Dak and Lamb, but I'm personally really optimistic about Swift. Just what we've seen so far, his PPR upside, and I'm—I just really wanted a piece of of two on on any of my rosters because I don't have him anywhere. I'm just excited to see him play, and you know, hopefully he doesn't get destroyed by Aaron Donald um, by come Sunday. But you know, he he might just have a good game, and and honestly, I'm I'm I I just want to have just be able to root for him. I, you know, I, I love his story and that he's back, but to have him on my dynasty team, I'm looking forward to that. Now I lost Dak, which kind of hurts, but I needed a startable quarterback. And um, I'm hoping that this is kind of the combination of youth and production that I can rely on going forward. And I don't know, I felt iffy about it, but you know what they say, if you feel questionable about it, I guess it's, it's a good trade. I don't know. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You can be yeah. honest though. You can, you can rip me apart. If you want. I hate, Giving up Lamb and Dak, yeah. but for this season, they're dust. They're not going to help you win a championship. Yeah. Tua and Gaskin can definitely do that. And who was the other big piece in that? So I carried away Gaskin, but I got Swift and Ayuk. Okay, you got Swift and Ayuk. Oh, yeah, Ayuk, yeah. Those guys will help you win this season. I like it. And I the thing about trades like that where I'm like, I'm trading a guy away for the future, you can get him back. I mean, in the offseason, people get itchy. People get antsy. Right. Oh, oh, my gosh, I missed Lamb for six games. Welcome back to the squad. You're never leaving. Like you can, <laughs> so, you can make things like that happen. Especially if you have a good trade partner, a guy that you've, you know, have yeah. a good rapport with. I think I commented yeah. on one of your uh, trade poll questions about that. Yeah. I have like three guys in one of my main leagues and it's just like, everything just filters through them. Like if I want somebody from someone else's team, they have to go get him first because that guy doesn't talk to me. Then we yeah. can talk and you know, yeah, best part about this guy is he, he actually already traded Gaskin away. So he's one of those guys that likes to trade guys, doesn't really wait for it. So going after Lamb go. in the offseason, we'll do it. There you go. And he'll be ready to give him up. Yep. What, what about you, Jake? It's so funny because the trade that I was looking at, I've actually been in kind of a trade drought for the last couple of weeks, like across the majority of my leagues. And I've I've had this happen before. I do just feel like the first couple of weeks of the season, for sure, people are still really firing away with it. For whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to keep as consistent once it gets to this point. I think people are just like really comfortable unless mm-hmm. it's injury based. Most of the trades then come from injuries. So mine also came from a DAC injury. It's super flex league. I was already thin at quarterback because my situation coming in was I had Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Then it got iffy. I had Mitch Trubisky, Terod Taylor, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I figured between the three of those guys, though, at some point, I'd yeah. have a startable asset to fill in for bye weeks. <laughs> and then now, of course, Fitz is done, yeah. uh, which is so sad. I feel so bad for Fitz. I love that we're going to get to see Tua. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love it, but I feel just bad for Fitz. So anyways, 
it got it went from bad to worse there. And then once Dak went down, I picked up Andy Dalton, spent almost all of my fab because I was so desperate for a quarterback. And then Dalton goes down, and then I'm just completely screwed. I have no fab to spend. So I was like, all right, who's a reasonable quarterback I could go after? And the guy in this league was still undervaluing Cam, I felt like. So I traded for Cam. And actually, I just put out that I was looking for quarterbacks, and he sent the initial trade offer, and it was an auto accept for me, which is very rare. But he sent, he just wanted Miles Gaskin, which I'm very deep at running back, so I could be fine with that. And then he just wanted a second round pick in 2021 and a second round pick in 2022. I was like, super flex league. I'm desperate for a quarterback. Yes, I'm not going to barter anymore on this. And then, of course, the first week that I started him was last week when Cam had that Ooh. atrocious game. So I'm back to being nervous about my quarterback situation. Oh. I think he'll bounce back. Um, but I'm honestly now I'm looking the, the Lamar Jackson manager is looking to maybe ship him away. So I might have to make another play for a quarterback. Man, that's rough. Dude, quarterback this year has been – I mean, that's honestly been maybe the toughest position to navigate, like real talk. Like, And the guys who do – I mean, we knew Dak would be good and we knew DK or, uh, you know, Wilson would be good. Burrow, Herbert, and um, we knew Kyler would be good, but I don't think we expected him to be this good. But a lot of the guys that you kind of consider, you know, your regular old you know, guys you can just plug in and play every week, like mm-hmm. Baker would be okay, not good. Like, you know, Dak yeah. going down, that kills you. Cam getting benched, that's not good. Trubisky, I mean, yeah, it's been a wild year for quarterback. For sure. I like that trade, though. Like, if you're desperate, go get Cam. And like you said, we're trying to win now. That's the kind of thing that I'm always – I always try to win now. I try to be set up to win now. Um, that trade I was telling you about earlier, it was LaVisca Chenault and Daryl Henderson I sent for Claypool. So I just feel like I'm like, look, if, if Claypool has a 40 point of upside, like playing like almost no snaps, then Deontay Johnson's falling apart. James Washington is never really, I mean, he's just okay. And Juju is so hot and cold. And this guy's young, like he's not going anywhere. And Big Ben, only way I see him retiring this year is if he wins a Super Bowl, which I think they have a pretty good shot. Um, but he might not. I mean, he's not that old. He's busted up, but he's not that old. And he looks pretty good this year. So I I think that was a pretty good price for 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 Claypool. What do you guys think? Henderson and Chenault for Claypool. You know, I think the upside definitely leans um on the on the Claypool side. You know, I don't know if I'm definitely not. It's only been one game. That last game was, you know, one reception. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's any indication. I think he'll settle in somewhere, obviously in the middle. He's not going to be that low. Um, I don't think ever again this this year. Um, but what I love about that is I think it's more, you know, that's a dynasty league, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely think that Juju's not going to be there next year. So while this year I think he's going to give you some flex worthy um, games, but I think his upside is wide receiver one. If he's the wide receiver one, the Steelers offense with Big Ben, I think that's upside is so massive. And with Juju not there next year, potentially, I think that's he's the guy. And it, I, I never, you know, I never, I don't ever mind trading for someone after like a 40 point game because I think it shows us exactly, well, two games. He's had a couple of games. He had two there. big games in yeah. a row. And that just shows you what his upside is. If we've seen that, we know what his ceiling can be. Like I'm all in for that ceiling. And, um, you know, Chenault's going to be great. He will um, be good. But I don't know if his upside, 
well, if we have Trevor Lawrence in next year, that might change. But you know, <laughs> next year that's, though, that's exa- exactly. But I think the upside definitely leans, in, leans on Claypool, and I you know I love what I've what we've seen from him. Don't have him on my any of my dynasty teams, and I kind of kind of regret that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I well, also regret that. I had Deontay Johnson, still do, on a few yeah. of my teams. Because I do love Deontay when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, man. Like, there's no doubt that Chase Claypool can be the one there. What I, what I really like about that trade is, short term, I do like Henderson. Like, this year, I actually do think he's being slept on. But for, for going forward, I don't think you can count on that. And the thing with Chenault is he's such a project, or at least I feel like he's such a project. You were just talking about how you'll get that guy back. Like you'll have an opportunity mm-hmm. to trade for Chenault again. No mm-hmm. problem this offseason, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to have to worry about him going and blowing up quite like, you know, Claypool did by the end of this year. So, yeah, I just really like that. Bingo, mm-hmm. bingo. All right, good. Well, that makes me feel good about that trade. I, some of the guys <laughs> in my league go, oh, you gave up too much. You only had one game. I'm like, but, but like, what has Daryl Henderson done? I mean, he had a couple of okay games, but he's a Rams running back. Like, I just drafted, I just got a Pittsburgh wide receiver who's 22 years old. Like, like, let's just, let's, you know, let's look at this. Let's take a step back from like this week and let's like look at this dynasty that I'm building over here. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the talking points I have for tonight. You guys want to hit on anything else? You want to plug any stuff? You want to, I don't know, anything else you want to do before we close this this whole thing out? Um, first of all, thank you so much for having us. And, and first of all, thanks for inviting us to this league. Like, it's been an awesome experience. So I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm looking forward to more IDP sometime in the near future. Um, but yeah, you know, you guys can always find me on Twitter. So just find me there. Feel free to DM me, ask questions, interact with me. I love doing that. And um, can always find my weekly article comes out for the fantasy footballers on, on Wednesday's uh, dynasty report. So yeah. Diggity. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, seriously. Thanks for, for having us on. This was fun. I'm sorry. I missed the first one right after the draft. I was really excited about that. And then I forget whatever BS came up where I wasn't able to make that one, but <laughs> a wedding. Uh, that's a stupid wedding. Dude, first of all, going to a wedding during COVID season is the weirdest, creepiest Awkward. thing you can possibly do. <laughs> like, I don't care what haunted house you think you're going to uh, go to this Halloween. That will best it, but it won't. I promise you. It was so <laughs> awkward. So I much rather would have been analyzing the draft with you guys. But uh, no, I've had such a blast. Um, like I said, just like doing the extra research and setting lineups for this league. And no... I don't want to put too fine of a point on it, on it, but our matchup, Jordan, it was extra heightened. Like, now wait, I have to take this one very seriously. Like, this is the dude who set up the league, who is the IDP guy in the league. So dude, you, you had me, me at my absolute best. Um, like, I could not have put any more time into that week if I if I could have tried. <laughs> hey, you won. There you go. I, that was that was a great that was a great matchup. I was really excited about it. I'm glad you got a win. You know, I just love playing fantasy football and shit, talking shit. I mean, that's, you know, that's the fun. That's really where it gets fun. But <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Speaking of talking shit, that's basically all I do on Twitter. So at Jake Trowbridge, that's basically I don't even know if I have analysis anymore at this point. It's just Who needs it, man? season blues just talking trash. There's so many other guys doing that anyway. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> Marvin right, well, can take care of it for me. There you go. Mark's got a suit and tie on. 
you'll, you'll do the you'll do the impressions. We love the, those. Those are awesome. So, dude, you're <laughs> keep killing those. those. Up for you're sure. killing those. Uh, I'll keep I I'll keep up that, and you keep up the actual diligent work. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, IDP Arma, you heard it here. We have a good time with IDP. <clears throat> you should too join an IDP league. Thank you guys again for coming on and joining the league. It's been a good show. And until next week, IDP Army, like I said, IDPArmy.com. You guys can find the rankings there. Hope you enjoyed this show, and I'll be back next week. Adios. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on the fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up, and you living it up. You ain't getting enough.